let me introduce you to inspiring entrepreneurs. Hi there, my name is Ben Gothard. My mission is to interview incredible entrepreneurs who are changing the world and present their stories to you, unscripted and unedited. From billionaires to Forbes 30 under 30 recipients to New York Times best-selling authors and much, much more, these people are living proof that nothing is impossible. Join me on this journey to learn from their experiences and become the person you're meant to be. Welcome to the Project Egg Show every morning at 8 a.m. Central. Four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Project Egg Show. I'm your host, Ben Gothard, and I'm so excited to not only see all of you lovely people that are uh, that are hanging out with us today, but also to be able to speak with Laura Waldman. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's such an honor to be speaking with you today. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. I'm very excited. All righty. So let's jump right in. I want to know, what is your story? So my story. Well, I was born and raised in Vancouver, Canada. We had what looked like and was in a lot of ways in a really idyllic upbringing. We had a beautiful home with me and my two sisters, my mom and my dad. We would spend winters skiing in Whistler, summers sailing, going on trips to Europe. We had a pretty kind of perfect ideal setup, or at least that's how it looked on the outside. And I did have an amazing childhood on that, on that level. When I was 12 years old, my godmother, my mum's best friend, committed suicide. And this was just a massive turning point for my family and what it did was it seemed to just stir up and bring up everything that had been unspoken unacknowledged particularly within my mom their marriage her past this spiraled my mom out into a deep depression for about two years really withdrawing and when I was 14 years old I came home one day to find out that my mom had left and half the stuff in the house So this was a really big traumatic moment for us. And after that, I just remember everything going really dark. I became, um, I was a pretty tough girl. Like at the time I thought I didn't care. And um, I was quite, I had a big front on. I became very destructive, partying a lot, um, numbing out as I like to call it. That spiraled me eventually into a depression and developed really bad eating disorders and was in quite a dark place for for many years. At the same time, I, I was really, really into sports, thank goodness, because I think they saved me in a way. And I remember I was working at this, um, sh- this store where we used to rent sporting equipment. And this woman came in, she was in her 40s at least, but she looked amazing. She looked like she was glowing. And I said, wow, you look so amazing. I think I must have said like how or something. And she said, oh, I um, do some, this anti-candida diet. 
And I was like, what's that? And she told me all about it. And I realized that I'd suffered with something, basically the same thing. It just been not been diagnosed where I'm highly, highly sensitive to um, foods, chemicals, preservatives, and my body was in a mess. So I, my first step on my kind of, let's say healing journey was learning about foods and the impact of what we eat on our body. Um, and this was a, a quite a big moment understanding myself. When I was 18, I went off to university like everybody does. And I just remember, I think I was still quite depressed at the time, but I remember looking around and feeling like there's nothing for me here. And I, I remember I went to this meditation class that really freaked me out. But I, at some point around this time, I had this, what I would call a little spark or, or a vision where I saw myself um, on stages speaking to an international audience about consciousness, about the fact that we have the power to consciously create our lives. And I don't know where this came from because I wasn't really thinking in this way, but it came as a vision, this sort of inspiration. And I knew in my heart that that was my destiny. That was my future. So I assumed that this meant I was going to be a famous actress. <laughs> so this took me, I quit university. I followed this passion or this sense that I was supposed to be an actress and started going to theater school. And um, I went, flew over to London, England to audition for theater schools and got in and came over. And my plan was I was going to do a two year um, theater training and then come back to Vancouver and start my very successful acting career. And life had a different plan for me. So I came to London, which was quite a tough, it was quite a tough and lonely first year. And about a year in, I met my now husband. Um, this guy was so calm and cool and peaceful. And he meditated twice a day. And I was not calm and cool and peaceful <laughs> at that time and I was like oh my god I really know I'm supposed to stop and meditate but I had huge resistance to it but I'm quite determined so I forced myself one day to to stop and sit and meditate for 20 minutes which I absolutely hated but I I knew I had to stick to it somehow again there was something in me saying to do this so I started meditating every day and at some point quite quickly I started having these incredible feelings of peace and not long after, I was sitting and meditating, and suddenly, in my mind's eye, my eyes closed, in front of my eyes, I heard and I saw in lights in front of me, you are a healer. And all I remember is collapsing on the bed in floods of tears, sobbing my little head off, because I knew I was not going to be an actress. <laughs> and I was so upset. And I didn't know what a healer was, but I was really pissed off and I just went, okay, universe, whatever this is, I'm not looking for it. You have to bring it to me. And very quickly, my whole life completely turned around and I discovered um, my, the next step of my journey was learning about healing and understanding the connection bet between our mind, our emotions and our physical body. So all of this stuff I've been struggling with physically and emotionally really understanding the connection between all of it. So this was a hugely pivotal moment for me. And um, then I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a healer. This is my job, whatever that is. 
and my job is to help people and heal people. And I became quite evangelical. I was like, I found the answer. And really what was happening in retrospect was answer. And really what was happening in retrospect was that actually I was healing myself. I had no idea how much my past had affected me because I was a tough girl. I didn't care. I had my armor up. So I started pulling that armor down and started to really feel how I'd really been feeling. And so it was, it was quite an intense um, time, but also an amazing time. And it really felt uh, the sense of coming home, coming home to myself, to those parts of myself that I'd locked away, hid and shut down from. And that was uh, almost 20 years ago now. So I've been on this path of transformation, of healing, of really on a mission to access those parts of us that can move beyond, move beyond how we're taught life is, how we think life is, um, and really tap into something much deeper within us. So I'm very, very fascinated in human potential, all this potential that's beyond how we think life is, our experience of life so far, and, and moving beyond that. So it, it's taken me on a, an amazing, amazing adventures. I ended up having uh, two daughters. Um, so I had this sort of, I was on this big mission and then ended up um, with two really little kids, which I absolutely loved. But I was also, what happened is I was, we became very, we call skint over here. We were really broke. And I remember thinking I had this big mission, this big purpose to help the world and teach the world and I'm stuck at home with two little kids and no money and I thought what is what is what's going on now something started to develop in me when through my meditation practice and my healing is I started to develop something that I call my inner guidance or my intuition where when I ask questions I get answers which I actually believe we can all tap into I teach people how to do that but it's something I've honed and developed over the, the last 15 years and so I, it had never occurred to me to talk to my inner wisdom or inner guidance system about money. But then, then I started to open up these doors to understanding money. Now, I had completely rejected money. I grew up with money and I saw that people were miserable. People were really shut down. There was a lot of, um, I guess I had a lot of judgments around what I witnessed growing up. And I was on this evangelical, like, we're going back to the heart, we're going back to truth, we're going back to the true connection, which is all true as well. But we also have to live in this physical world. So I'd really rejected a part of life that I hadn't really realized I had. Um, so I realized, oh, God, to do this mission, to do this purpose, I need to have money. If I'm broke at home, I'm really disempowered to, to do things. So I was shown a really, really beautiful example of the potential of welcoming money into our lives in connection with our heart and connection with our purpose, that we can use money in a really, really beautiful way to empower ourselves and transform the world. Now, I hadn't really been shown this model growing up, but it was absolutely beautiful what I was being shown from this really let's say high consciousness level. So I started to have to look at my beliefs around money, beliefs around all, I mean, so many beliefs, it was unbelievable. So many judgments, wow, I had no idea how much judgment I had around all of it. So there was a huge journey of me sifting through a lot of my mindset belief systems 
but I also realize they're not just mine. They're like the, the belief systems of the collective consciousness. So it, that was pretty powerful. And then I was going along, still working as a healer and a, a spiritual coach. And I got a message that I was supposed to start teaching about money and living and creating a life of abundance. And it was the worst information I'd ever heard because I had zero desire to go and start talking about money. Um, but it was clearly really important because there was all the, all these beautiful heart centered people in the world who want to make a difference, you know, and if they're struggling financially, it keeps you in survival mode. It keeps you disempowered. It keeps you unable to able to really, really take those steps forward. So, I've been really working over these last years about how to welcome in money in alignment with your, what I like to call your heart, your soul, your purpose, to make the difference you're born to make. Use it as a, a, a conscious vehicle for transformation. And um, why I love it is because it also shows up, our relationship with money shows up our relationship with ourself, our relationship with our self-worth, how we feel about ourselves, and our relationship with life. So it's a really powerful self-development tool um, and also how to bring money into the hands of like people who really want to make a difference and use that in a really powerful, positive way. So that's what I've been up to <laughs> more recent years, which if you told me a few years ago, I've been very surprised. And I ended up uh, writing a book called Money Manifestation Mastery. So I teach them my energetic tools, um, how to get in alignment to be open to receiving, to welcome in, to be an attracting magnet to what you desire, rather than having to go out and hustle and push and force. How can we welcome this in from a place of flow that feels in alignment with ourself, alignment with our body, that helps us to feel good, so we're not stressed and frazzled and burnt out. So my whole thing is like, how can we create a life of true abundance in every area of our life? How can we thrive in our lives? And that brings us pretty much to today. <laughs> it's always growing and expanding, but I'll, I'll stop there. What were some of those limiting or, or self-defeating uh, thoughts or beliefs that you held about money that you felt you needed to to either correct or, or change the narrative? Like what were some of those biggest obstacles or what were some of the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome when thinking about money? Right. Well, there's quite a lot. <laughs> but some of the big ones and actually the ones that I hear, it's not, it wasn't just within me, but it was in this. Also, there's some of the spiritual communities that I was um, moving in was money is the root of all evil. So if you welcome money into your life, you're going to be like taken by the devil. You know, you'll be, it's like you, you sell out, you're a sellout, you're a money whore. You know, you're like, really, it's like this dirty, bad thing. So what I really needed to sift through was understand. So I had to sift through an understanding all of this. And yes, we see that. We see that money corrupts and it, people can do awful things with it. I like to liken money. I like to talk about the two most uh, confronting subjects, which is money and sex. They are very similar in some ways because they are very controversial. They can really trigger a lot within us. But sex can be a beautiful, amazing, wonderful, pleasurable thing. 
it can also be dark and destructive and painful. It's not really sex, it's how the person chooses to be with that. And money is the same. I say now that money is an amplifier. It just amplifies what's going on. So it's not bad, it's a neutral energy and we have the power to use it. You know, we have the choice of how we wanna use that and use it as an energy that's flowing through. So that was, that was, one, of, that was my first, one of my first big ones. Um, and the second one was around receiving money. It is, it's so deep. This sub, when you start really going into your relationship with money, it really highlights some really deep stuff, um, which is also why I like it because I like going deep. But basically, it also shows up our relationship with ourself, our self-worth, what we think we deserve how much we deserve and it can really show up where we've um, locked aspects of ourself where we've hidden aspects of ourself or where we pushed away aspects of ourself so that it's very very deep and it's a it's a journey but those would probably be the two areas you know money's the root of all evil and also self-worth how how much you feel you deserve to receive so is the is the the limiting aspect of that second point where your self-worth is tied to how much you think you should receive is it is it is it a factor of or or you know a situation where if you can develop your self-worth and you can redefine your narrative to embrace the fact that you you're you're deserving you're worthy you you matter that immediately that makes the amount of money that you can receive go up? Like, is that, is it like directly in proportion to that? Like how, in your experiences, how have you found that that really works? Hmm. Very good question. So when I'm working with people on money manifestation or welcoming money into their life, because I work also with business owners and entrepreneurs to expand their capacity to receive we're really almost within five seconds. We're not even talking about money anymore. So what we're really doing is looking at your relationship with yourself, how you feel about yourself, um, aspects of yourself that um, maybe have been neglected, maybe have been abandoned, maybe have been traumatized. So what happens is we end up doing very deep healing work and when we're looking at expanding into greater amounts of money or receiving greater amounts of money it's a really really fascinating journey it's, and it's not always a comfortable one but i find that once we have really a deep fundamental love for ourselves and not we can't force it but really deeply valuing who you are really honoring who you are this affects every area of your life it's not just your financial flows it's also about how you have relationships with people it will be how you treat your body it will be um, your boundaries what you say yes to what you say no to so much is included in that and your finances is an aspect of that so it's often around we can unconsciously leak energetic like have money leaks leak our money leak our energy when we don't when we're not really valuing who we are 
So it's not a straight line. Like it's just, oh, uh, you love yourself more, you bring in more money, but you will be um, taking time and energy to really value what you have, to take care of the money that you have and make sure that whatever, that you're putting your time and energy into things that are really going to feed you, really going to nurture you, really going to grow your money um, because it's completely interconnected to your relationship with yourself and all of life. So it's really, really fascinating. And uh, what I call like really truly living a life of abundance. So it's not just about having money in the bank. This is about how you, how you live your life in every area of your life. That is fascinating. And that's actually very much in agreement with my own philosophies on, on this because or my own philosophy on this, because you know, as a, I've, I've interviewed hundreds of people on, on the show and, you know, that includes billionaires and New York Times bestselling authors and Emmy award winners. I mean, really incredible people. And it really seems like a turning point for a lot of them was embracing, em, embracing this mindset of, I need to grow in all areas. And, you know, one of my mentors uh, taught me that there are really seven core disciplines in life, if you will. There's physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, relational, financial, and industrial. And if you can move forward in all seven of those areas, then you can move forward as a human being. So it seems like it seems like this is totally in agreement with what you're saying, where financial is important, but it's not the whole thing. And if you're if you're being dragged down in other areas, how could you expect your finances to go up? How could you expect that to improve if you're in poor health or if you have awful relationships with other people? And that makes a lot of sense because let's say that you've had this wonderful relationship with somebody, but then it goes sour. Well, you're going to be so worried about that and focused on that. And it's going to eat away at you that you won't even be able to put your full attention towards your finances. So there's no other alternative that it, it will drag down the whole your whole being. Yeah, exactly. And this is what I really observed. And because I did grow up around money and, you know, successful people and all of that, I, I just still thought people were unhappy. So I guess my thing is, right, how can we thrive as human beings? We don't need to suffer in the way that we do. And also I was, so then I, like what I did was I went completely into the spiritual. So I was focusing all on the emotional well-being, spiritual well-being you know, health, really like really healthy health. <laughs> but, and actually, you know, I had a good relationship. I, I had my little kids, but then with no money, also that was, that was also out of balance. There was something out of balance there. So I was very spiritually rich, which is wonderful. But we're also in this physical reality where we exchange with money. So for me, this is about a holistic approach it's no good to have a whole shitload of money and be alone, you know, or, or not have good friendships, like you're saying. So our relationships, it, we need humans, we need each other. We need connection. We need contribution. We need to feel like we've got a sense of purpose, that we're part of something beyond ourselves, I think, to really thrive. There's, there's a number of really core needs that we have, but this is what I'm really, really interested in. How can we work with every area of life in balance and harmony and then i think that we can really thrive and then we feel really deeply fulfilled and then actually i think we can really make an even bigger impact 
because we're not going to be running out of like off stress or overworking and being disconnected in some area of life. So what I've learned about life is life will always kick our butt back and back. <laughs> like if there's an area where you're out of balance, or at least for me, I don't know, maybe other people just get to breeze through. It's like, if there's an area that's out of balance, life will show you, you know, there's no escaping yourself. So for me, it's about bringing consciousness into, into every area of our life and fascinating that money is just an amazing reflector amplifier mirror and but it, you could look at any area if you focus on relationships you focus on, on health wherever you focus there you are you know whatever area of life you're looking at you're going to be looking at yourself so that's how i roll with all this stuff i think that's awesome and i love what you said about everything being interconnected yeah. and money being like a like a reflection of what's really going on and you know i've heard people say different times in my life and, and different people have said this but they're like oh that doesn't matter or, you know they might do something or in, in one part of their life you know kind of like you're saying they're a little bit out of whack and they're like oh that doesn't matter because you know you just focus on everything else but it does matter it, at least my opinion is that it does matter all of it matters like what you what you choose to do with your day what, how you choose to live, how you choose to treat others, how you choose to treat yourself, your, your body, like it all matters because in addition to just the, the easily visible and direct repercussions, like if you eat better, you're going to feel better and you're going to have a stronger body. You're going to have more energy. So you're going to be able to perform better. You're going to have a less foggy mind. So you're going to be able to think better and, and, and grow intellectually. But I think it also has the repercussion of there are, there are other people who are who are interacting with you. And so if you're off kilter, then somebody else could get, you know, they could get turned off by that. And then that's an opportunity that goes out of the window. So it can it, like it, it, it trickles into all areas of your life. Right. And, and so when you were saying, you know, with your body, with with health, you like really healthy health, which I love that. <laughs> that awesome way to say that. But but that one is super important because, like for example, I know that if I'm not deploying a healthy existence or or a healthy routine, you know, I'm eating the right foods, I'm exercising. I know that that's going to hurt other areas of my life. For example, I love to wake up in the morning. And I love to immediately hit some cardio, whether that be taking a walk with my puppy dog, which she prefers that one, or a walk with my puppy dog, which she prefers that one, or whether it be going you know, for a bike ride or something like that. Those are two I actually prefer. I've been doing a lot lately. That's why it's prevalent. But, but doing that and then immediately jumping in the pool and doing some laps and then you know starting my day. And I know if I don't do that, in the mornings, then it totally throws me off whack, right? Because I think part of it is the discipline of getting up and doing that. And if it's like, if, if you cave so early on in the day, that just defeats your ability to deploy dis discipline throughout the rest of your day. And that permeates through all areas of your life. Yeah, definitely. I'm the same. I walk my dog <laughs> first thing. It's a really important part of my day. I talk a lot about alignment and getting into alignment and flow with yourself and physical movement is really, really important. 
And, you know, it's, I guess you could say it's quite, it takes time and energy and it's a lot of work, but the benefits are massive in taking care of yourself, connecting to yourself. For me, it's getting out of that busy mind and really getting into the body. So we're calmer, we're more balanced, we're not making reactive decisions, we're, we're making conscious decisions. And we're not making decisions based on like, I don't know, maybe ego. We're making decisions based on some really deep, deep inner knowing or our, our, a connection to our purpose is something I'm big on. I love we're, that. And it then I feel like then we make this choices and decisions and take actions. It's actually going to be much more effective, much more powerful, not only for our own lives, but for the lives of others. I know that when we make take action that's out of, from ego or from out, when we're out of alignment, it's going to have a negative impact on, on your life eventually. And it can, it, like, we're not separate from each other. Like, that's the thing. We're totally interconnected. We like to think we're not, but we are. And so whatever we're doing to ourselves, whenever, however we're, we're living, our life will be rippling out and affecting others. Um, and also, like, just feeling good really makes a huge difference. <laughs> Something just really simple, like doing things that make you feel good making choices that make you feel good and trying to, you know, release some of those choices that make you feel bad. Um, it's something really, really simple like that. And it makes all like the world of difference. I love that. I love that. And especially the part about being very intentional with your decision-making and or, or, I think you used the word conscious, which I love because if we're just reacting, like you said, then there is no, like, like we're not able to progress most of the time, not able to progress because it's like we're playing defense instead of going on the, on the offensive and actually moving forward and moving towards something being very intentional with how we live our life. And if, if you're not aiming for that goal, you're not moving towards it. You're not being intentional. You're not being conscious of what you're doing. Then you're just kind of going to blow around like a, like a leaf in the wind or, whatever that saying is, <laughs> but like, it's like float around and not really, not really accomplish anything or, or, or be able to live life on your own terms. I think, I think that's a, that's a profound insight. Yeah. Because there, there's so many distractions. There's so many distractions. And in some ways I think it's sort of designed that way. So we need to get really, for me, it's about discipline and focus that's connected to your truth like what it is that's calling you. Cause I know I've worked with so many people now that we all, if we just take time to listen, we know there's this inner knowing. It's not even that spiritual. It's just, there's a voice inside. Is it, there can be the negative voice and the positive voice, the angel and the devil. And we need to take time to really like connect and, and listen in. For me, this is like, you know, you can have, be in a boat and it can be being, you know, moved around by the waves and the wind, or you can set your sails and take the helm and just decide where you're going. We have to work with nature. We have to work with the cycles. We have to work with, you know, the weather and the rhythms. Um, but that's also that focus and that listening. And life is actually, what I've learned is actually here to support us. And if we're listening and we're connecting and we're coming back to our center, we can actually find there's this place of flow. There's a place of flow that actually can help move you forward. But if we're going from like ego or stress or forcing or being hard on yourself or whatever it is, I find that you can still create, you can still move forward, but it often will have a lot of challenges around it. One, it's just stressful on your body. It's not good for your health, but also it can, 
it just stops us even simply enjoying life. It takes the pleasure out of being alive. And so my whole thing as well is like, what if like we're here to really enjoy this <laughs> being alive thing and really, really kind of milk it for all it's worth. So That's for me being in all this alignment or even, you know, exercise, all this healthy stuff is about coming back into our center and really, really being fully alive in every moment, ideally. That's awesome. Well, Laura, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and um, sharing everything that you have. It's been uh, it's been very insightful. I, I really enjoyed um, discussing your your perspective on this because I I happen to agree with you know most if not all of what you're saying. Um, so it was, it was and, and it was very interesting to hear your perspective on it. So I just want to want to thank you and, and acknowledge you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be able to share and connect today. Absolutely. And to everybody who's watching and listening, I want to thank y'all very, very much. Um, Y'all's time is very valuable. So I'm very grateful that you choose to share some of it with us today. So thank you very much. I love y'all super duper a lot, like a lot. And I will see y'all 